Kia ora and welcome to the New Zealand Improv Festival Audio Archive. Bringing you live recordings and conversations from New Zealand's annual celebration of spontaneous theatre. In this episode, we bring you Talking Heads Online. An online panel discussion about online improv and how to effectively utilise the digital stage. The following episode was recorded online in October 2020. I've overused the word online now. Please note, due to typical internet difficulties, the audio quality might be a bit poor at times, but the conversational content is always sweet as. And now presenting the final part of the NZIF 2020 conference series. The broadcast is live! I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> I don't trust the machines. I don't oh, no, trust the technology. We're live. we're live! Are we really? Yeah, we're live. We're actually live? You know what? We only fought with it for 40 minutes, so... <laughs> we did. And I think it was, a, it was hard work, and we made it in the end. Um, all right, let's launch us off then. Uh, Welcome and thank you for your patience, uh, everyone listening, watching, and the people involved in this panel. Um, this is the New Zealand Improv Festival 2020, close to home. And uh, we are joined by a fantastic uh, um, panel of uh, improvisers here. Uh, we've got Laura Irish, Jimmy Eaton, Jason Guys, and Stephen Lyons. Thank you for joining us. Great to be here. So uh, today we're going to be talking about online improv and the digital stage as it is. So our moderator, uh, Laura Irish, will be taking us through this conversation. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see uh, and to hear your opinions on this. It's definitely a, um, a digital platform that uh, is intriguing a lot of performers in the, in the world of 2020 and the world of COVID. Uh, there was a Ziggy Montgomery show uh, recently on Sunday uh, with Jimmy Eaton. And uh, Stephen Lyons is uh, virtually there as well, which was uh, phenomenal. And uh, it was very interesting to see uh, a very different type of improv than, than we're used to. So uh, without further ado, I'll pass it along to Laura. And um, thank you again for coming, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so Thanks. much, Aaron, for organizing this as well. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, so good to see you all here. And um, so we are here to talk about improv online. Um, and what I would like for you to do first is to introduce yourselves before all of improv went online. Who were you before? Who wants to go first? Jimmy? I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, um, I am still am Jimmy Eaton uh, and was before uh, improv went online. Um, however, as probably a lot of you, uh, most of my improv was on this um, crazy thing. I almost forget what it's called. I think it's called a stage in front of a, what was it called again? like a, a live audience. I think that's what that was called in like a, in a theater. I, I'm pretty sure they were called theaters. Um, I'm in Melbourne, Australia. So we have been, uh, we're in stage four lockdown and it has been seven months, just over seven months since I've stepped onto a live stage. Um, and so uh, I'm part of the big hoo-ha uh, and also in, uh, work with Impro Melbourne, the Improv Conspiracy, a whole bunch of awesome improv troops over here. But we've all had to just kind of go, at first there was a real lull going, oh my gosh, you know, what are we going to do? And then, uh, yeah, a bunch of us, I, I was, I'm lucky enough to work in, children, in children's television and live streaming. So we went, hang on a second. 
we can put it online. And so we've done, uh, yeah, like a, about four to six live shows, um, a lot of them Ziggy Montgomery and then some of them kind of radio play. And hopefully our, um, our premiere is going to announce in about 10 days' time whether we're allowed to see other people in person. So uh, that's exciting. Fingers crossed. Um, Jason, who are you? Hi, uh, my name is Jason Geis. I am the current <laughs> artistic director of comedy sports in Chicago, uh, of, which been, of which I've been for the last almost two years. Um, similar to Jimmy, we stopped performing in February. So we have not, I have not stepped on stage since February. Um, we were really quick to get online. We, um, we had started playing around with Zoom uh, just as a way to talk with other managers and at the other comedy sports cities across the country. And at one point, I sort of looked up and went, why aren't we just doing shows this way? And everyone was like, no, 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 no. Uh, so we just jumped in and tried to figure it out. And if you go back and watch some of our old shows that are on our Facebook page, it is horrifying. Uh, <laughs> but... We kind of figured it out, and so we just sort of decided to um, we just sort of uh, decided we were just going to go forward full tilt. So we've been doing four shows a week since uh, March, uh, Fridays and Saturdays at seven thirty and nine thirty at night. We just last weekend switched over from Zoom to Twitch, and we are now uh, an entire comedy channel. Uh, What's the name? What should they subscribe to? Oh, it's CSZN Chicago is our Twitch channel name. And uh, right now it's just the comedy sports show, um, but we are getting ready to bring other shows online that are designed specifically for online and comedy shows that will work specifically in this environment. So we've gone from pretty horrible zoom conference call shows to now we have a whole network with whiz bang uh, around it and we're planning for it so because this is probably going to be our reality in the states for at least probably another year for live theater wow. so we're we're chicago itself is uh we're at that phase where we're allowed to walk around with masks on and sort of like sit six feet apart from each other outside at restaurants but it's starting to get bad again and our cases are going up. So they are predicting that we're probably going to go slide back to a more severe quarantine. So this is probably the foreseeable future for us. And that's me before this, I was a lovely improviser and having so much fun. So you're still a lovely improviser. Thank you. You're welcome. And Steven. Kia ora. Before all of this, um, I've been improvising for about 18 years. I started at a small theater in New Zealand, got trained up, learned a whole bunch of stuff. Then I moved to Chicago and I was so lucky. I actually was cast at Comedy Sports Chicago three weeks after arriving in the U.S., and uh, I had a blast. I was with Comedy Sports Chicago for seven years. I worked on uh, improv, doing uh, shows all around Chicago, studied at Annoyance, studied at Second City, worked on cruise ships with Second City. Um, so, oh, God, when they started talking about this stuff with cruise ships, I was like, uh, and then um, when COVID hit and New Zealand went into lockdown level four, uh, 
we, um, my friend Amy Nightingale, a wonderful performer, she went, oh, I wish I could be doing improv still. And we were talking about ideas and she had the idea of um, doing a show online. And I was like, I'm happy to help out and develop that. And we worked up uh, virtually there and we've been doing that. Uh, we did that every Sunday th for about three or four months. And um, because Auckland's coming in and out, we've been jumping around uh, doing it every now and then. Brilliant. And I'm more so, Irish. I'm, oh, you? Oh, you? Are you not done? Oh, I was just gonna say. Also, I'm I'm probably the biggest turd on the panel because I've been on stage in front of an audience five times this week. Ah! So I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What a turd you are. Hey. <laughs> I love that lockdown has made us resent people just doing normal things. Yeah. <laughs> they laugh. How dare you be normal? Did you yeah, go I went and had coffee with a friend. <laughs> exactly. Well, I don't want to rub it in, but I actually was live at the New Zealand Improv Festival the last few days. Yeah. I performed twice on stage in front of real humans, and it was the first time since February that I performed live. So that was really quite a treat, um, really exciting. Um, but I'm more Irish. I've been an improviser for 15 years. I started out in St. Louis, and then I moved overseas, and I never went home. And now I live in Nelson in New Zealand, and I'm the director of the Nelson Fringe Festival. Um, which is very cool. We organized three different incarnations of the festival this year, um, two of which were supposed to be live and they both got canceled. And the second one we canceled 24 hours before we opened. And then we figured out in four days how to put an entire festival online. And I almost died. So <laughs> it, was, it was the most stressful week of my life. Um, but um, as far as performing improv online, um, when we first went into lockdown, I had quite an aversion to it. Um, I just was like, nah, nah, this is gonna, this is gonna be over soon. And I'm gonna keep this art form super pure. And <laughs> we'll go back to real life. And I will only improvise live with other improvisers and an audience. Um, but I quickly saw that that was not going to be the case. And um, I ended up watching a lot of improv online and being in uh, a couple of shows. Um, one of which was uh, created here in Nelson by Lisa Allen um, and her company and they created uh, The Outer Reach, which was uh, set on a space station. So everyone was in their private area on the space station. And it was specifically designed for online. And I really appreciated that. That was really cool. Um, so yeah, so here we are. Um, oh, we have a lot of comments coming uh, from people online. Um, it's mostly people just saying hi to you, Laura. Everyone saying hi to me. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello to Laura. Yeah. Hi, Laura. Hello, everyone. Yeah. This is a great improv format, actually. How many people can get the most highs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely winning. Hi, everyone. Um, Robbie Ellis said his second to last indoor show was Friday, 8 p.m. at Comedy Sports Chicago on March 13th. 
Robbie is one of our music directors uh, from New Zealand, and yeah. he, he uh, yeah, it was, it was that was probably the last that might have been the last show we did indoors. Actually, was the one Robbie's talking about. Wow. Um. So what I I wanted to ask you, how have you um, adapted? from going from being live to going online what were some of the, the steps that you took or um notably some of the challenges you overcame even in your in yourself mentally because for me that was the biggest challenge to going online was my perception of what improv is um so does anybody want to talk to that sure i can um cool. so for us it was interesting because comedy sports is a specific format of a show it's two teams competing in short form games against each other. And we were really like, how are we going to make this work? And the big thing that really helped us uh, is I sort of told everyone to forget about the show and stop trying to do the show and just do this and, and not try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Yeah. And I think once we got over the the whole like, well, it's limiting and it's a 16, nine aspect ratio and you can only see here. And also uh, making everyone get out of being seated and get up. Uh, it turned into a completely new show that we started just organically creating. I mean, it still looks and feels ish like a comedy sports show, but it, it got, it kind of took on a life of its own and people started to really have fun with it and start to perform for this format versus trying to recreate, which I think a lot of groups still, if you look, they're trying to put what was on their stage in this and just do it the same way. Even some of the other comedy sports in the beginning were doing that and it just doesn't work. You have to think of it as a completely new, you know, it's like film is different from TV, right? And it's different from a stage play. You kind of have to think of it that way. You're basically doing improv live on TV. So it, it, that once we snapped into that, the whole thing opened up wide and people really started having fun with it. But it does take a minute to be like, who am I looking at when I'm doing the scene? Am I looking at the camera? <laughs> am I looking yeah. over here? Uh, how do I know if this is going well? I can't hear anybody. So there is a lot of just like things that we as improvisers need and cherish that are gone. Uh, and if you can get over that hurdle and think of it as like you're on a TV show and we have showrunners and there's producers in the background moving everything around. It becomes like a fun new experience for a lot of us. So that was kind of our experience because we had a really set format. That's like, I don't think this is going to work, but it ended up working. Okay. Yeah. We were, we were really similar to you, Jason and, and Laura. I was the same. I had this real aversion. Once we started jamming, you know, there was latency on some people's computers and, you know, being able to just kind of take those sort of physical cues is right out the window. And so we were, we were really the same. We were like, we can't do this show that we were doing, which was our show, The Big Hoo-Ha, is quite similar to comedy sports. It's got your, your short form games and a little bit of long form stuff and it, it just wasn't going to work. So that made us sort of go, like you guys, how can we just sort of totally do something different in this space? And that's where we started going, well, now we can kind of, have animated overlays and you know backgrounds but then also what we realize is this environment is different as well this isn't a live theater and we're now streaming we have to really kind of embrace what streaming is and that is that interaction with the chat as well i think it's yes. really important to incorporate that chat you can't just be doing like a live improv show and getting suggestions you really have to be able to go oh people are 
people are part of this show almost as well. You know, you get these sort of audience members that are like making little comments or heckles or whatever. But that's really great, I think, is to be able to go, well, if we are streaming, we have to embrace all these great features that streaming allows. And so, yeah, like you, Jason, it's such a different kind of final product to what we would have thought just at the very start of COVID. But now we're doing stuff that we could never have done in a live uh, arena. So it's kind of, it's, it's exciting at the same time as, as daunting. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would jump on and you saying both of those um, with like, I feel like we're really at the start of people understanding what it can be. And it is something which uh, I've noticed over the years is improvisers were trained to be flexible and fluid and present and ready for change unless we don't like the change in which case we're like it's it is amazing how rigid improvisers can be and then you stop and go what the hell does that mean like you know, it is, we have a lot of people we can put improv in the box of what we understand but as soon as you step out of that and go oh the, the screen is the stage uh, and virtually there, the reason I loved doing it and uh, I thought it was a great idea is because all of our scenes are improvised video calling. So they are the medium. So that anyone who's watching goes, I get it. They're not pretending to be fishing, but they're nowhere near each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that, that freedom really helped us to lean into it. And then the tech side of things started to feed it as well, where you have all of these amazing ideas of, of overlays of um, I, I've been very lucky to come at it from a streaming, like gaming point of view of introducing transitions and having like a timer where you go, Hey, this is when the show starts. And there's so many little pieces that make it into a show and not just us like being on a zoom call being like zip. <laughs> in a zoom uh zoom improv rehearsal working out what the order of like a word at a time story is so you're like okay you're gonna be the first person and it takes half an hour just to organize the group and that's but that's like you think about those skills that we developed for in person it's just us developing new skills for that right like we went great number off and then all of a sudden you're like, great, we understand numbers. That's the order that the circle oh, goes that's in. That's what we did. Yeah. People would just hold up their finger and like, one, two, three. And then, great, keep them held up so you remember the order and go. That's I think that's been really fun of like coming up with those things. But because we're literally all in bubbles, it's hard for us to share that knowledge. Mm. Uh-huh. And now we yep. have the added uh, confusion of, so we're broadcasting in Twitch, but we do the show for each other in a room like this, like we're in right now uh, on Skype. So we don't see what the Twitch broadcast looks like while we're performing, which yeah. looks completely different. So things we're doing look different to what the audience is seeing. Yeah. So that's now a new layer of like, wait, <laughs> where am I here? Great. So it's been a, it is interesting though. It is a really interesting sort of, and it's not for everybody. Like you said, there were a lot of like, Laura, like you were saying in the beginning, I think a lot of people were like, I'll just wait this out. This will be a couple months and then I'll, I'll take a break from improv and jump back in. And I think, you know, a lot of people had a lot of anxiety about doing it too. Cause you're staring at yourself. It's like all the things you hate, like suddenly <laughs> like, no, I'm an improviser so I can, 
stand on stage and not see myself and not memorize lines and not have to do anything and perform. Now I'm staring at myself. Is this what I look like doing improv? Is this my character? And I think a lot of people still, like I would say half our ensemble still doesn't do it. Like, and it's, some are slowly trickling in now as they realize this is probably gonna be it for the next year. But it, I think it really is like a personal decision to sort of like get over that hurdle yeah. Of like, can I get over all the things that are weighing it down and look at it as a completely new opportunity? And there's still not a lot of people who can really get over that hump. I know a lot of the other comedy sports in, in the United States, it's the same problem. Like there's some cities that only seven of them will do it. So it's the same people. So they only do it once a month. Um, so yeah, it's, it, there is still, I think that anxiety about performing online and putting yourself in this like this medium. Yeah. There's also, I mean, uh, beyond the technical and the stagecraft side of it, I think for a lot of us too, there's an emotional point, right? Where we're all in a very unique situation where some of us, uh, like uh, for me, as soon as lockdown started, I was like, I need an outlet. I need to be connecting with people. Yeah. So I started streaming. Uh, a lot of other people are like, I don't, I need to be in my safe space. Yeah. And, and I think it is really valid and then as we're building out this new form of improv, this new kind of idea of what it is, I think people will start to find the versions of improv that call to them where they, mm -hmm. you know, where they go, Oh, I could do that. That's sustainable and would give me joy as opposed to, you know, like, Oh my God, am I going to go to a zoom meeting and sit? It's interesting. Like as people have sort of like, cause we were doing practices still and inviting people in. And it was more like just to be able to reconnect with each other. Cause it was like 60 people in a practice. So, but some of the people like I've like tried to talk into like do one and see if you like it. And they've done one and they're like, okay, I'll do another one. And then they do another one. They're like, can I play every week? Uh, and so it, <laughs> they, they figure out that it's, and you, you do, you figure out like, where am I hearing applause? Where am I hearing laughter? How does it feel different? And it it is funny to watch people sort of like click over and go, wait a minute, this isn't that bad. Yeah, this could work. Hey, Jason, we're getting quite a few questions asking about the advantages or the pros and cons of using Twitch versus other platforms. Um, so both Leon, Liam and Amy Mool, uh, both- Hey, Liam and Amy. Hi, Liam. Hello. Sure. Um, yeah. Hi, hi, Liam and Amy. No, Stephen, not for you. Um, so, yeah, the, the interesting thing is, like, um, there's a lot of different ways you can stream your shows, obviously. Um, and one of the things we started to figure out after we'd been doing the show for a while, and I, this is, this is like the, I work in advertising as well. So I like things very like slick and like polished and I, I, I like everything to look professional. And so that was always the big thing for me as we were doing these zoom shows is like, we're still watching a meeting. Uh, like no matter how much we would get up and walk around and like put green screens down and do all sorts of fun stuff. It was still logging into a, like we were registering people for zoom webinars and they were getting their webinar password and, uh, it felt, it felt a little off. So we started looking into, you know, we'd start playing with OBS for within zoom and we started to like, wait a minute, why can't we do this? And we actually had a few people watch who were Twitch streamers. Uh, and they were like, you should, you guys should go on Twitch. It's a perfect synergy yeah. for what you're doing. You guys play a game. It's a game-ish 
type thing. And so we really just decided to dig in and figure it out. And the advantages I would say, um, and if you check out, if you go to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash CSEN Chicago, you will automatically see the difference between probably what you've seen in a lot of Zoomprov yeah. and what, what sort of the toolbox that is now available to you in Twitch. Everything looks slick, professional. You've got transitions that look like a TV show. There's like uh, streamlined graphics and it's just, you can build so much more into it. It literally is on the back end. We have a, um, you know, a stage manager on the back end that is running like a, like a line producer and like with his headset in, like cueing us in like, like a TV show. Uh, and he's producing things on the back end that show up on overlays on the screen. And it, it just looks, yeah. It just looks slicker. It looks like a TV show. It's not, it's not that it's any different from your end as a performer, you're still doing the same stuff, but the end product to someone who's watching it, because ultimately a lot of this, you know, to, to be completely candid, and I'm sure you're all in the same boat, we're all hemorrhaging cash as theater owners and as theater managers, right? So it's like, some, you know, it sounds like in New Zealand and Australia, you guys might get to open a little before we will. We probably are looking at maybe another year. We started by doing all our shows for free because it was sort of like, look, everybody needs laughter right now. Everybody needs something. And we kept it free the entire seven months. And now that we've moved over to Twitch, we can also monetize it um, by getting subscriptions and getting people to buy bits and emotes and all sorts of other things where the show itself, the base show is still free and we're still offering that to everybody. But there's now chances to be, get affiliate status and get partner status and run ads on your network. Um, and that, that was really appealing to us as well. It's like, if we're gonna stay in this medium, we got to figure out how to stay alive as a company and start making money. So that was the other part of it. It's also, I would say, uh, Twitch versus the majority of people who are doing Zoom or Facebook Live. Twitch is, is its own community. Yes. Which Facebook, uh, sorry, Facebook, but you're not. Like Facebook is not a community. It is not. It's uh, it's a bunch of people yelling. Uh, and the thing is like, uh, <laughs> oh, the stream's gone out. Uh, but, but Twitch is like, Twitch, you have little ways that you can interact, that people can up you to their friends. People can come and raid and be like, hey, we're all here. Uh, and it does have a lot of, and so, and I say this as someone who doesn't uh, stream improv on Twitch. I stream video gaming on Twitch, on Twitch and then I stream uh, improv onto Facebook Live. But Twitch for something like uh, comedy sports is amazing because it means people can have it in their schedule. They get notified when it goes live. They can give thumbs up. They can do emotes. And you know, you have all these little joyous things that make it into closer to that live show, right? Well, and Jimmy, like you were saying, like working the chat, like that's what Twitch is, right? Mm -hmm. So like that whole, that whole community was built on people being able to comment and watch other people play gaming. And then it has spread out to esports and other things. But being able to work a chat room and even the organic people finding you now, right? It's a national platform, just like it was. We were, you know, any any of us that were streaming are technically available for anyone in the world to watch. But for whatever reason, when we moved over to Twitch, even with like no advertising and we're not, we started getting organic people finding the room just by typing in comedy, which is like one of their growing segments on Twitch. And suddenly like what was normally 25 person shows, which is still pretty good. 25 person shows four times a week, 100 people a weekend, that's pretty good. 
we were averaging 50 people a show on our first weekend, just organically. People are like, hi, I found this. I'm an improv group in California. So you do get that organic reach too of like just people stumbling in and finding you because there is that community. So we've got uh, a couple people giving a shout out. Uh, Rick Brown says, take that for his book. Hi, Amy. I mean, Rick. Sorry. Hi, Rick. No, Rick. No. And Christine <laughs> Brooks says, hi, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, we've talked a little bit about how to connect to our audiences through the chats. And you were talking about how you did, uh, you know, a show for kids and families. And um, how do you, you know, for, for everyone, but I'll address this to Jimmy first. How do you um, keep that engagement and connection with your audience? And um, also we can talk about how we keep that uh, connection to our other improvisers because it's so different than being in a room with people. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's hard to engage when you're in the middle of a scene, for example, but I think it's definitely up to, you know, the MC or the host. And for my example, Ziggy Montgomery, just that acknowledgement of, of people watching. Uh, and, 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 you know, it makes people go suddenly, oh, my gosh, this is not television anymore. This is a two-way interaction. And that that is what sort of I think is really exciting. Suddenly someone's made a comment on the chat and in real time we're able to go, oh, hey, nice to see you and, you know, good, good that you've made that comment. And, for example, you know, we were talking before about you getting the most highs and in the chat it's become this competition <laughs> of who can say hi to each other. And so oh, it's competition. Wow. Clearly you're still winning. I, I mean, I think I got two. I think my mum's on here somewhere. Um, but, um, yeah, it's that ability of having just like, you know, in an improv scene there's a game within a game and then suddenly there's a game going on in the chat and we're acknowledging that and just giving, I think, allowing for that input. And, and obviously there is there is a line. You don't want to just suddenly just be playing to the audience and not being do, not doing any scenes. But I think, yeah, it's this new realm where, people get this real sort of endorphin rush suddenly of being able to go, holy shit, I'm not just this like, you know, um, anonymous observer anymore. And um, yeah, it, that, I think, I think that's really important. I think, yeah, obviously there's, there's the old tropes of using um, suggestions and things like that, but it's, it's a new brave new world. And I think every time I do it, I learn new ways of, of getting the audience involved. I mean, you could, you could, you could have kind of, audience members up on stage if you wanted to but um i yeah i think that's a little dangerous i think all the improvisers went <gasps> but um we've yeah. done it. <laughs> we're, we're getting there right we're getting to the point where we yeah, have yeah. that that technology and that we're able to go because everyone like most people who are watching they can if they wanted to go boop and have their face in video and they could do anything they could say anything but that's no different to on stage someone can get up on stage and you're like great i'm gonna point at you and you'll fill in the and then they just poop themselves and start crying <laughs> blood. And you're like, oh, okay, that was too much pressure. What shows yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Mostly Ebola shows. They're very dated. Gotcha. It's very gotcha. good. It, poop, poop or blood. I love that game. Yeah, <laughs> poop or blood is a fun game. <laughs> we, we, found the same, we found the same thing, Jimmy, in that like the more you greet people by name and remember them when they come mm. back, that's been the key for us. Like, yeah, yeah. We've seen a couple of people come back and we're like, hey, Mark, how are you doing? And they're like, what? Yeah. Remember me? Yeah. And now to the point where maybe, maybe uh, we maybe created our own monsters, but yeah, we've had so many people now. There's like a core group that like comes to every show that they've started their own Facebook page. 
They're called the barn burners. They're a fan club. It's like this whole thing because we created this community within the chat room and they've all met each other now and are friends with, and they're from all over the country. They didn't know each other, but they created this community within our chat room, within our show, which is just wild. So the more you can sort of like nurture that chat room experience, that's where you get the applause and that's where you get the laughter because you can see them commenting and just by connecting with them, we had, we had fans send us videos that were just like out of the blue, like thanking us for their uh, helping their mental health and for like remembering their name and their birthday and saying something to them, which when they haven't been talking to anyone for months, it's pretty impressive. Like how this little chat room to the side, which we've all just sort of been like, yeah, chat room has like, it makes a huge impact on the show and on the people watching. Christine has a great question. Um, she said, do any of you set rules for comments with your audiences during your shows or does the comment vibe emerge organically? Uh, so I, we've had some weird ones with um, virtually <laughs> there. Uh, and my thing is I never set rules, but because of the style of show that I run, because I host it in the show and I'm very present, is if someone posts something weird, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them and make sure they're aware they're a human being. And their words are going to other human beings. And so it's just catching people because most most people who tune in, they're not like we're not at the point where we're getting trolls yet. Yeah. 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 And it'll happen. I'll guarantee it's going to happen. But at the moment, but that's the same as like a bunch of idiots can turn up to your, your improv show in real life. It's called a bachelor party. Yeah. <laughs> and so you just need to curate. And, uh, and and oh, yeah. and give that feedback. We just have the rules at the top of the show. We're just like, hey, because comedy sports is an all ages show. So we set that tone at the beginning where we tell them, hey, there's this thing called a brown bag foul. Here's what it means. You can't swear. It's anything means, anything political, anything gross. If you do it once, we'll give you a private warning. If you do it twice, you're booted from the show. In seven months of doing this, I've had to boot someone once. Because we're really clear at the top, like, these are the rules. If you don't want to play by them, you're out. To but be honest, I should have known. I've performed the show before. <laughs> they, they, they just kind of like, but then the rest is organic. Like we encourage them to chat through the whole show. It's also a strange new medium in that people, if they're not like enjoying it, you know, in a live venue, they might get drunk and heckle, but now they can just switch off or just go to something else as well, which I think, I'm just like hypothesizing, but yeah, we've been really lucky. I've never had to boot anyone um, except maybe, you know, my mom or whatever, but um, yeah, like your mom is notoriously awful. I know. I know. She's such an improv hater, but um, yeah, (laughs) I think you've always got that opportunity like to, to, to boot, but, but it's also a weird medium in that like we look at the sort of analytics and data, like big nerds and go, okay, great. Well, we had, you know, a thousand people watch this show, but, in terms of like over three minute views, there were only like, I don't know, 400, for example. So there are a lot of people that are just kind of cruising through going. These are big numbers. These are very big numbers. These are very big numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's Facebook. So they weren't paying. So um, yeah, but like, but, but, and that's the other one as well is that, you know, like there does come, I'm, I'm at that stage now where I'm like, yeah, the value of this, like I've been doing a lot of live free stuff and it's been great because we've been in COVID and we're going, yep. I've got nowhere else to be. I just want to do something. Yeah. But I think it, especially for you, Jason, when it gets to a point where you're like, this is also my livelihood. And right. so 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think, you know, if you're if you're putting on a show where people are paying for it, you're hopefully getting people that want to watch the show and not cause too much mischief. But it's yeah, interesting like- though, like we've because we were like doing it for free for so long, anytime we've asked for anything, like we basically when we made the switch to Twitch which we have called the Twitch switch so creatively, <laughs> uh, we realized we needed to build like a hub. The Twitch. Like, to, <laughs> yeah. We realized we needed to build a computer system that could handle crunching eight different video feeds and putting it out. And high. And we, we spec'd out like a brand new computer with all this stuff. And it was like, it was high up there, like a couple grand. And so we just were like, you know what? We haven't been charging anyone the entire time. We're gonna run a GoFundMe that's like we need six thousand dollars to like spec this all out and get all of our actors green screens and all the whole thing. We raised it in two days. Like oh wow, people were like, okay, boom. Uh, and I, we were just sort of like, okay, well, holy shit, we didn't expect that. We thought it would take like two weeks or something. Like within two days, and several of our fans like were thousand dollar donors that were just like. Oh. This is what I would have paid if I had gone to a show yeah. every night for seven months and you guys are worth it. Here you go. So it's interesting, like the goodwill you can build up too with fans just by just like helping them laugh so that when you need something, you do have a community there. You're not taking advantage of them. You're just like, hey, are you enjoying this? It's like PBS. Uh, are you enjoying this? Please donate or Tuffy <laughs> Street will die. <laughs> <laughs> experience with the Nelson Fringe Festival when we had to put it online and it was the day before we'd sold out 11 shows in the festival and we were like what are we going to do like we're going to have to refund all of these tickets and then uh, we offered refunds and we also offered a virtual pass to the whole festival and anybody who'd bought a ticket for anything in the festival could see whatever they wanted on the virtual festival Um, and almost no one asked for refunds Oh, that's great. Yeah, and just like we were stunned. Um, And it was just so supportive. We were so grateful. Just because we were on finances and we spoke a little bit beforehand about making the shows look nice and things like that. I'm using an old trash PC that my buddy gave me. And all the software that I use is free. The graphics, half of them are like smashed together. And it is like, I do want to empower people that if you're like, oh, it seems expensive, it it costs time and it costs yeah. energy. And that is no different to doing it in the real life. <laughs> if, if anything, I don't, we don't have to pay the lease on a theater. We just have to thank my buddy, Carl Lecter. Thank you, Carl, for the computer. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is um, how you set your improv show and kind of scenes set in the medium versus scenes where characters are in the same imagined space. Um, how how have you three dealt with that individually with different shows and formats? And I'm really curious as to how it works differently with short form and long form because I think that's two different you know, almost two different sets of questions. Um, yeah. Go Can I go it. first? Because mine's real short. Yeah. Go for it. We don't. <laughs> we don't deal with it. We don't deal with it. Our whole show, the structure of the show, the format of the show is it's a video call. So at no point, and we've had people in similar places. So we've had, oh, I'm mom upstairs, I'm son downstairs. But mm-hmm. 
one of the things for me is I wanted to make it easy. So the easiest way to do it is acknowledge the medium. I'm never going to be able to reach out and, you know, go, you know, oh, I'm part of the thing. Oh, so yeah, we just don't. Well, that was impressive. With your hands just then. I'm sort of halfway, halfway there and, and halfway uh, oh, <laughs> I um, I'm I'm sort of the same, but in that like I kind of looked at the tech that we had and went like, what's going to work best in this sort of environment? So the Ziggy Montgomery show is literally set in his mansion, but the premise is that he's this time traveler and he's accidentally um, given himself a Zoom invite meeting from you know. 200 years into the future and that's ripped a hole through the space-time continuum so we're using zoom to talk to people from other time periods and so that that sort of really helped because it's it's really hard otherwise to be able to go i'm in this same realm as you and then and then flipping it unless you've got someone who's editing or who's vision switching really really quickly and onto it 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 can be difficult however I, I think like in this in this sort of new environment, it, it's still kind of really experimental and maybe we can find ways of putting ourselves in the same scene, especially with green screen. Like you, you would be able to sort of drop yourself in and have another performer there as long as you've got, you know, a really good production team behind you. I think it's your imagination and your ability to go, how can I solve this problem that that is your limitation or, or whatever's going to, um, you know, make the show work. My, my next sort of thing that I'm working on is trying to get facial recognition so we can get animated characters. So actually having the improvisers there, but having animated characters having a chat and, you know, like... Talk to me, Jimmy. We'll talk after. I'm doing... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Going but like 10 years thing. ago, this would be impossible to do. But now we've got apps on our phones where we can just yeah. like talk into the phone and it makes a cute puppy say what you're saying. So I think we're in a really cool time where technology and this sort of crisis are sort of working in, in in exciting ways. Oh, I was just going to say, we did um, what you were talking about, Jimmy, with the different backgrounds and stuff, for, uh, putting characters in the same space. We did that for uh, the Suddenly Shakespeare shows. Oh, and cool. you know, I was able to perform Shakespeare with Rick Brown. And he's in oh. Melbourne. And we, you know, and there were so many of them all over the country and, and in Australia. And um, even a guy from who was in Scotland. And um, Lyndon just sent us the backgrounds for the show. And then we put them up whenever we were in a specific space. And it really worked. It was very cool. See, I might yeah. be the minority of all of you in that I don't agree, maybe. Uh, we've been doing scenes the whole time. And it's, it's, again, I think it's like that thing I talked about at the beginning. Like, you kind of have to get over it. And, like, no, we're – so we do a lot of things where, like, I can hand you a drink through the camera and someone grabs it back. We use the Z axis as well as the X and Y. And we've sort of built in like these moments to be able to like, okay, after someone talks, take a one second beat. And we've built in like triggers of like use names so that you know who's talking. So there's not the overlap and it works surprisingly well, like scene work works surprisingly well. In the beginning, I will say, we we, we defaulted to the more gamey stuff because that tended to work better. Um, but then we started inventing games. Like we have a game called Sorkin where we're, we all have our laptop up. <laughs> we have a laptop up with us and we're, we're doing like a walk and talk and then the ref will call Sorkin and we start moving through our house super quickly while we're talking and our, we start talking really quickly. 
um, about whatever the topic is. So we sort of like started to figure out like we got to do scenes at some point, like mm -hmm. keep avoiding them and just do line games all the time. Um, but I think the scene work, it's challenging because it's, you do have that, like, that's where you get into like, is this eye contact or is this <laughs> eye contact or, or is this, but we have had some fun with, um, and there's my cat, which makes an appearance in almost every show and she's going to start tearing stuff apart. Uh, but she literally, <laughs> scene work. Uh, but yeah, that's, we, <laughs> I hate her so much. We uh, have had a lot of fun with teamwork. In conclusion, thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I, I would say, like, I, I definitely don't think that you we shouldn't, like, I, I don't want it to come across like I don't think people should be doing physical scene work and connecting with each other. Yeah, likewise. Uh, I'm more building the, uh, the, I'm super lazy. So we went, oh, shit, what's the easiest way for us to do this that will look the best and uh, also be the most comfortable for our performers because uh, I knew that I don't I don't have access to a comedy sports worth of incredible talent. I have access to technically all of the talent and uh, you know accountably zero of the talent. Uh, so I think for us it was like, oh, what's easy that you could just pop into? But one of the things I've loved about comedy sports is that the performers, right? Like you're saying, have developed and become more aware how do these scenes work best mm. and that's the pivot and shift that we're making as this stuff happens and i think mm. that's what's really important steve is is as long as it's clear as long as the yes. rules are, are clear between the performers and especially the people that are watching if everybody knows that like you know jason that's what's going on in your format and it's really clear i think you can do anything you'd like as long as as long as we go all right everybody knows what the rules are that we can pass stuff or we are in the same room yeah like yeah creating we, that language because yeah, we don't yeah. have it before now and now we're creating these new ways to interact and just making sure people know what you know because if a new improviser comes on like steve onto your show and they haven't done a you know, a, an online improv show before, they might not know what the opportunities are, you know, and it's just like performing through a screen where there are more, um, you know, things available to them that they may not have thought of before. Everyone's still excited. Oh, I was just going to say, like, that's one of the joys of performing with new players on stage, right, is, is mm -hmm. as long as we're bold and we're taking risks and having fun, but it's easier on stage to go, oh, what's this like, than sitting by yourself in a room to be like, oh, what if I jump in on this scene, you know, that I thought was two people? And then you go, oh, no, I'll just sit. I don't want to ruin their show. <laughs> One of the things, too, we figured out, like, we tried in the beginning to make it look slick by doing virtual backgrounds and all this stuff. But then we started to run into not all of our players could do that. So we would have some people with virtual, some people without. And it started to become this, like, like upstairs downstairs kind of thing like some of us wow. have computers and some of us don't so then we just got rid of virtual backgrounds and made it stripped back and it became a lot more fun and to your point steven what we also started to find is like wait a minute we can do shows with anyone hey comedy sports la do you want to do a show together which has never happened in the history of comedy sports yeah, let's do that. And so we started to connect to every other, including the one in Manchester, England, and doing shows with every other comedy sports and, and then other improvisers. And so it became also this like sort of freeing thing of like, 
hey, this is allowing us to connect with people we would never be able to connect with. Like I wouldn't have been in New Zealand right now to be able to do this. I would like to come to New Zealand to do this. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to. It's on my bucket list of places I need to go. So Yes, it is one of the places you need to go. Okay. Um, yeah, we all know each other here. Um, <laughs> Okay, so we have a really lovely comment from uh, my friend and, and everyone's friend, Amanda Buckley. Yay! Uh, in case anyone wanted to know, Amanda and I have matching tattoos. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I have a tattoo issue when people ask me to get a tattoo. I always say <laughs> that. Do you also have, sorry to interrupt, don't you also have a matching tattoo with uh, Victorian improviser Jason Geary as well? Correct. Also correct. Um, yeah, it's a it's a problem. Every time I go to an improv festival, um, <laughs> that's great. Amanda Amanda says, having guested in both Stephen and Jimmy's shows, I would like to point out that you both take such care of your guests that you give us the greatest chance of success. The shows feel professional but loose and fun, and so the performer feels invested to bring it rather than feeling like, oh, this will do. So congrats. Thank you, Amanda. Um, Amanda, I will send the check in the mail. Thank you very much for writing that. Um, <laughs> and also, Amanda, I haven't received your payment for being on my show, so uh, I don't know how to respond. <laughs> you are not, true. not, not true. No <laughs> Amanda is the loveliest. Catherine and Keith have both, they both want to know the answer to the question, what are the best examples that you know of of games and formats that have been designed specifically for online? Um, we have we did a whole workshop where we just came up with games that would work using Zoom. There's a couple that have become our favorites. We do one called Near Far Wherever You Are, where someone has to be like this close to the camera, someone has to be as far back in their apartment <laughs> as they can, and then someone's off camera, and you just. <laughs> messing with each other that way um there's sorkin which i told you which is like the the walk and talk as you're going um we've also just invented a new like all play game that's super fun based on the saturday night live sketch screen test where we're all up on screen and we get suggestions of movies uh and then we also get suggestions of actors that have unique voices or cartoon characters that have unique voices and so then our ref will be like uh okay the movie is pretty in pink uh, Steven, please audition as Burt Reynolds. <laughs> you're Fran Drescher. Jason, you're Marvin the Martian. And we just do lines from movies as these characters. Most of the players don't have any idea who the actor they're doing is. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, auditioning for movies. So that became a really fun, like, using the medium. Um, we've done a couple other things. Um, one of the things that's been the most surprising is Comedy Sports has this signature game called Six Things or Five Things. And that's the one that everyone told me not to put online, but it has become the most fun thing to play online. It's a guessing game um, using gibberish and mime where you get activities and replace things in the activities with other things. And then you have to, as you get all that information while, while one of your teammates is out of the room and then they come back and you have to give it all to them using only mime and gibberish and they have to guess what it is in English. It's like one of the big, like every comedy sports does it as their halftime show, at the half point in the show, we moved it to the end of the show and made it like this whole new thing and redid it for this environment. And it's literally, the 
people's favorite thing. They're like, this is the best online game. I'm like, this is actually a real game on stage. And like, how? This seems like an online game. So that was a fun thing too. But those are, those are some of our favorite ones we've we've sort of designed for this. But I think comedy sports as a whole works really well in this format too, because as a visual thing, you see three people in red jerseys, three people in blue jerseys, a referee. I understand all this. This all makes sense. Um, so... Steve, do you have a, because you designed this show specifically for online? I mean, I, I don't know. I think we came up with a format that we were like, this works in this that it is, but we play short form within it. I mean, uh, I've been playing New Choice, uh, which our audience loves or hates, I can't tell. And it's just New Choice, but with a whole bunch of cats on screen. And then instead of saying New Choice, I make a meow sound. I love like, what, game I've ever heard. I didn't PS, think that game if you want to play, meow, meow, and that's just about telling the performers, "Hey, slow down a little," and then you know, like, be ready for those mews. Um, you know, we start. We tried. If you go and watch the show that we did on Sunday, we tried a new form called call waiting, where it's uh, basically two people in. If anyone wants to join the scene, then those two people leave and another person comes in so it's just a whole bunch of quick two-person scenes that worked really fun and it was also one of those ones where we were using software where i can put a transition that lasts a couple of seconds so it takes out some of that like jarring like oh am i uh, um so yeah i haven't explored too much the short form side of things and i really haven't seen any long form stuff um like short form gamey side of things and a long form I haven't explored uh, too much at all. I imagine like radio plays would be a lot of fun. Yeah, we, we did radio plays with the big hoo-ha and that that was heaps of fun. And then rather than just having us, we had sort of some overlays and animation. But an in- interesting thing about Ziggy Montgomery is that started as as more of like a, a pre-recorded sketch comedy. Like I, I use a lot of improv to create sketch, um, which a lot of people do. But what I noticed, which is, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but until we've brought it into the streaming realm, like, I feel like it's found its place. It's really interesting in that, like, it was really fun to do beforehand and we were improvising, but it was um, it was very pre-recorded and then edited. But bringing it into the streaming realm, it's it's gone, oh, wow, this really feels like it's found the, the correct environment for it. So I, I don't know if, if, if it's my favourite format but it's interesting to take a format from before and then put it into an online space and go oh wow this just lifts it to a whole new level we're having and more that, that, fun now than we've had in a long time because a lot of people have done this format of this show for a number of years some of our performers have been doing comedy sports for 10 and 20 years and now it feels new and fresh again and we're having so much fun uh steven here's another uh twist on new choice that's fun that we play sometimes it's called i think you're on mute uh, and, <laughs> oh, I'm, I think you're on mute. It's like, oh, you're back. Uh, yeah. so there's, there's another fun variation for you. So we uh, have. I did, I, oh no, you go. No, no, you go, you go, you go. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, I think you're. On, I think you're on mute. Oh. <laughs> so we have a question from Cass, and it is: How can a lone improviser without a troupe? join in on the online shows and jams. And I also had an, like a thought, you know, do you have any thoughts on solo improv online as well? You know, that that's not her question, but I'm going to put that. 
I do solo improv uh, once a week on Twitch. Uh, this is Rabbit. I stream me doing a bunch of improv around playing Carmen San Diego. But is that a set thing? Then who, yes, tune in. That's an amazing every Thursday. Idea. <laughs> every Thursday. I've done it every Thursday for seven months now. And we have, we have never come in San Diego once. Oh um, and that's my form of solo improv is it's me riffing and talking with people, but it's not a set um, thing. The note that I'd have for finding jams and things is now is not the time to be shy. No. Mm-hmm. Because I know Cassa, she's amazing. I'll, I put it like, if, yeah, I would love to have you on virtually there. Um, but it's also like a lot of us are stressed. A lot of us are jumping around. And so we're missing some of those people who we know are magical. Um, uh, we're just like, ah, so don't be afraid to reach out to people because, yeah. you know, the worst thing that they're going to say is, uh, we don't have room. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like reach out, connect with people. There are a bunch of jams that are available. If anyone knows of jams, pop them, pop them over in the old comments. Mm. Or on the NZIA backstage group, because that, that would be right. Where, where are you pointing? We're, We're trying pointing to find the, the comments. We're pointing to the comments, but we don't know which way it is. My camera's backwards. I feel like it would be below on Facebook. Well, so we're running close to the end of our time together, which is sad. But actually, we got double the time almost because of our technical difficulties. So we were in together for a while now. That's true. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, somebody mentioned that Jonathan Bryden has a cool improv platform. Does anybody know about this? Because I know nothing about this. Uh, I've had a play in it, so I could speak briefly Ooh. about it. Okay. Uh, so Jonathan is uh, hes based in New Zealand. He's developing a platform that is pretty much like an, an interactive, like way more feature, like feature rich version of Zoom where you're able to have like literally there's like a section of the screen where people can be on stage or off. Like if you're off stage, you can be here. He has some built in plugins for um, swapping your face out and things like that. Um, wow, so he's, he'd he's be coded this or he's, he's coding it up at the moment. I've wow. played with a live version of it. What were we? I think we were like uh, I think we were carrots or something where we were like, oh, look at me. I'm a carrot. <laughs> Uh, so it did have that thing where I was like, oh my goodness, like this is fun. Um, so he's a great person if you want to reach out to because he was looking for feedback. I, I don't know if it's into beta or public release yet, um, but it's de- he's developing it 100% for improv so that it looks you know, more, so it feels closer to that onstage communication. Mm. That sounds awesome. And I cool. think it even involved like your mic would turn off if you were off stage. So you oh, don't wow. have to go like video, mic. Yeah. We played with it a little bit um, more from like a class standpoint to teach in it. Cause it that felt like a good way for students to be able to interact. It was a little clunkier for us as we were trying to figure out the online job, but it is awesome. It is very cool to play with. Mm-hmm, cool. I'll have to check this out. So Jonathan Bryden is an improviser in Christchurch who is obviously creating a very cool online improv platform. So people should check that out. Um, Well, this has been awesome. And everyone's saying thank you. And I think I've still won with the hellos. Um, Oh, wait, can I I answer? Lyndon had a a question that we had one tip that I quite like. 
where he was asking about um, performance tips. Oh yeah. And one of the big one of the big things we noticed for virtually there is just the tip of share your time between the camera and the person. Because the person is going to be on your screen and it's a tiny difference but it can make a you know a world of difference if you've done on camera work, you know, the idea of like down the camera versus like to the person. And so just that little thing of hey, I'm looking at the screen and seeing how my partner's reacting and then I can also be here with you. Or you just go and sit real far back and then they don't notice. They don't know where you're <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us for this. And we hope that you, um, we can all be together in person soon at a festival. That would be wonderful. Um, Jason, nice you too, Jimmy. You have to come back. Oh, I can't wait. It's, it's like we are already planning holidays because I think you're in our proposed travel bubble. So bring it on. That's right, Jason. We're combining bubbles down here. We don't know what we're doing. We we don't even have a bubble, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, we do. (laughs) Do you guys want to plug, you know, any of your upcoming shows or um, your handles on any social media or anything like that before we go? Yes. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Follow uh, the Big Hoo-Ha Melbourne is a troupe that I belong to. They're great. I do a lot of cross-posting stuff with them. And I'm also on the Instagram. I don't know if you guys have heard of that before. Uh, at Jimmy James Eaton. Brilliant. Steve? Oh, yeah. Uh, so you can find me at Stephen Lyons Comedy on Facebook, at Steve Lyons on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, if you're in uh, if you're in the mood for some Carmen Sandiego on a Thursday afternoon, please come hang out. It's bonkers nuts. It's a lot of fun and dumb. And uh, so that's going to be that's at twitch.tv uh, forward slash this is rabbit. Uh, and then also if you're in Whangarei, which I imagine probably most of you are. Uh, I'm up there doing shows this weekend. So come out and see a bunch of shows. Uh, and most importantly, look after each other. And uh, you know, if you're improvising, then find your joy, follow your joy and, and fill yourself with happiness. Cool. Uh, and then for us, if you want to follow Comedy Sports Chicago, we're at Comedy Sports CHI on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, I am on Instagram, uh, Jason Ian Geis, I-A-N-G-E-I-S. And then, um, yeah, if you want to watch uh, sort of what madness that uh, we've sort of created for the Twitch shows, uh, we are twitch.tv slash CSZN Chicago. And it's every Friday and Saturday night, uh, 7.30 and 9.30 Central Standard Time. So adjust accordingly. Uh, but the shows are on there now. So if you're curious, you can go and watch what we did this past weekend just to see what it looks like and give you a sense of what's possible on that. But we would love to we would love to see you anytime you want to come. And, and I think all, all of those shows are online too. I think. Yeah. Jimmy, your sh- your show's still on the New Zealand one. What? Comedy Sports is there. Uh, you can see virtually there over on the. Um, oh. You know, it'll probably be in the same folder that this is sitting in. <laughs> cool. And on Instagram, I'm Laura J. Irish. And um, and just thank you so much for the New Zealand Improv Festival. We love you so much. Yay. And in Wellington, there are still shows on. I was at some shows the last two days. Um, but there are some amazing things to see. And um, I hope you go out because you are able to. And we are so grateful in New Zealand that we are able to survive theater at the moment. 
Um, but that so many amazing things are now being created in this new online art form of improv. Um, thank you to our guests, especially the cats. Yeah, cat. <laughs> Just the cat. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh, but, oh. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and watching us today. We love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Laura. This episode was produced and edited by me, Aaron Douglas, and made possible thanks to the New Zealand Improv Trust, Creative New Zealand, and Victoria University's internship program. The New Zealand Improv Festival Close to Home ran 3rd to the 10th of October 2020 at Bats Theatre. Learn more about it at improvfest.nz or find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening.